It is Friday night. It is 11.05 Eastern Standard Time. That must mean it is time for Smack Talk here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere, guys. Rick Uccino, Dutch Mantel, SP3, with you for a jam-packed 45 minutes. Thank you to everybody who tunes in with us, as always. Hello, Ozzy and Lisa and Steven. Everybody else in the chat, make sure to get your comments in. Make sure to give us the thumbs up there. Make sure to share the link. You know what to do. Get your questions in for Dutch. We'll try to answer as many as possible throughout the show today. Also, if you want to guarantee to get your comment uh, read out today, uh, you can send us a super chat as well. And, uh, send, send it to me. Right. Dirty at Dirty Dutch D at, Mantel, Mantel at Gmail. At Gmail, just send them yep. a send them a, yeah. a money order or uh, something along those lines. Do they do money orders anymore? I don't know. What's going on, guys? How you doing? This they do money orders. They do do that. And cashier's checks. Oh, it's just, I, I thought the shows were not bad tonight. But I thought we were starting at 10.05 for some reason. <laughs> because I didn't hear from you, Jack Legs. So I said, they forgot me again. I bet it's going to be at 10, uh, I mean, Rampage is on at 5.30 or something. So I went in there and I just bought a new TV and I'm having to uh, switch everything over. And I couldn't find the channel. So 6.30 can. I said, well, I, I freaking missed the show. I just, I, they just have to understand. But I, but I did find SmackDown without any trouble. But I did see both shows. So. Well, that's and, uh, cool. and it, I didn't go to sleep tonight. That's an improvement. That is but, really an improvement. Of course, that little, you know, nose candy I had a little bit kind of helped me out there. Oh, yeah, that's always that's oh, always going to uh, be a nice pick me up. Yeah, you know, everything's, the, everything's right there. I hope there's no cops watching the show tonight. But oh, uh, I don't I'll, give a shit. I had them all. I had them all over here with me today. I'll. Uh, I will go as far as to say I thought SmackDown was good tonight. I'll actually use the G word. Uh, I can't I thought, believe that. I thought SmackDown. I was can't nice. believe now, Ray Chino. Put SmackDown over. Maybe that for had the first time. Listen, for the first time in how many weeks? I don't 60, know. 60 something weeks or something. Pretty much since we started doing this show together, Dutch. I think that's the first time I put this show but see, over. See, we, we could have videotaped you, recorded you, and it's the same stuff every week. Oh, it's a shit. It's, <laughs> it sucked. Oh, my God. Are we you talking have about to me or are you talking about you? Well, I, I will blast it too, but I, I'm actually a little more forgiving. To them than you are. That's you're not forgiving. You're, you're not forgiving at all. Uh, that's what I've heard. I've heard you were a very forgiving man. But look, the Sid, there was a banger <laughs> opener, a banger closer. We had an Intercontinental Championship title change tonight, which everybody predicted. We had two women's matches. They gave Shotzi a chance to shine tonight, uh, which we're gonna get into here in a little bit. I, again, I. I'll use the G word. I thought SmackDown was pretty good. Now, is that compared to weeks past, or was this actually a good show? This was a good show, even well, though compared to weeks past than I am. Yes, I am. I am. No, it I was had, a it I, was a decent show. Good show. I had my issues with SmackDown, but it was oh, yeah, a good show, no question. But this one, at least you couldn't tell who was coming up. They didn't have the Lotharios there. They didn't have I forgot somebody else. They didn't we, have we didn't get Brawling Brutes and, and New Day no, again. We so didn't get, get Shanky them. though. Oh, thumbs down no <laughs> oh yeah no no shucking and jiving tonight uh which maybe is why i thought this show was good there wasn't any uh any shanky there uh richard asking when is bray uh coming back 
He's teasing something, but who knows? Maybe he's the uh, new member of Maximum Male Models. We'll uh, find out who Could that be. person is. I, I heard he's been in Europe. That's where Max Dupree is just returning from. Yes, and you know what? I'm just saying. How do you say his name, Rick? I want to hear you. Dupree. Max Dupree. Anyway. That's good. Uh, no, I want to yeah, hear Dutch say it again. Say it Max again, Dutch. Max Dupree. I can't say it now. <laughs> Max Dupree. I can't get it. Yeah, you know, that's that might have been a clue. You know, Max having some issues and or his client coming back from Europe. Hey, I'm just saying Switzerland's a com- company, uh, country, excuse me, in Europe. Uh, so maybe we're getting Cesaro back next week, as I uh, predicted. We already know he looks good in a suit, but that we will talk about next week. We do have a world championship match that's going to be happening uh, next week as well, which uh, that is welcome news for many because the reports kept coming out. That they were keep pulling Roman Reigns Dutch off of all of these pay-per-view shows and they're saving him for SummerSlam. At least we're getting a title defense. His first one since WrestleMania uh, after uh, this, uh, this, Main event tonight where Sami Zayn tried to earn the respect of the bloodline and ultimately he failed in the end. Riddle's getting his title shot next week on SmackDown. Uh, your reaction to them putting that match on SmackDown as opposed to saving it for money in the bank in Vegas? Uh, I think put it on TV because they already figured out that Las Vegas is only going to do what 17,000. It's not going to sell out the stadium, not going to do 60. But, hey, did you want to ask about Cody Rhodes and that big bruise he had? I mean, we, we were going to get to it, but, yeah. If you okay, to, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, if you just want to, you know, just jump just jump around and, you know, ignore the, the – the that's, Hey, that's no. the way that's the way wrestlers talk in a car. We don't go <laughs> item by item by item. Hell, we may go back three months ago and then come back to last night. I mean, if you want to treat this like a Tarantino film, I mean, we could totally do that. We could start. Uh, Hey, don't talk about Tarantino (laughs) is my favorite producer of all time. Okay. What's your favorite Tarantino flick? Pulp Fiction. Is there any other? Uh, Reservoir Dogs is very, very good. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is good. I'm a Django guy. Django and Pulp Fiction. You got to watch it in reverse. Yes. Because they do. You got to, you got to sit there and you got to think about it. I catch something I miss every single time I watch Pulp Fiction. I could watch that until the end of time. Yeah. Uh, do want to do? Man, we're all Tarantino fans out here. We finally found something we can all agree on. That's that's amazing. Oh, I you mean, you two guys like him? I love Quentin Tarantino. I hate that bastard. <laughs> I can't stand him. Oh <laughs> man, uh, Ozzy, uh, stay safe, stay inside. Hundred and sixteen in Mojave, Arizona, right now. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, I'm. I got a fan going because it's. I think it's hot here in Cincinnati. When the humidity gets going, it's like nine million degrees here. But uh, continue to send in uh, your super chats. Let's go back. Let's pull a Quentin Tarantino here. Let's go back to the uh, beginning of the show tonight. The beginning of the night. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus. These two dudes have never had a bad match in their entire lives. These guys work incredibly well together. This was a very fun uh, fight uh, to start the show. And frankly, I don't mind the double DQ either. Question. I, I, question. I chaos. Who it did anybody advance tonight? No. And and the Double guys no, we never found out is cliffhanger. Which means they'll both probably get in in the long run. But I was watching that and I said, you know what they ought to do? Because SmackDown never does that. I'd have them fight into the crowd, pull them apart, keep it going, and that's what they did. I said, I can't believe I, I read their mind, but that would be a that's a good finish for that. Because they had put in too much good work. For one of them to just lose. And if they put both of them in there, 
I don't know. We could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be unhappy with that. I mean, they got three weeks, and it looked like the graphic from uh, after Lacey Evans advanced tonight showed that there was going to be seven women in that Money in the Bank match. So I presume there's going to be seven men in their Money in the Bank match. So they got some spots to fill, Sid, and not a lot of time to fill them. So if they just come back and say next week, you're both in. I mean, all right. I'm. I mean, I'm not going to complain. Who else are they going to put in on the SmackDown side? It's quite obvious that's what they're going to do. This is why I wish that WWE had time limits. If they this was a yeah. time limit draw, it would be a 1,000% better better uh, finish because it just seemed stupid. It looked like they were going for a double countout. Then they did a double DQ. Rick just said it was a double countout. It was actually a double DQ. No one knows what the finish was. Did I say was. double countout? I'm not just no, you, but yeah. No, one, no, but it doesn't matter. It was... <laughs> Like, like it was a good match for sure. These guys go out there and you could tell they love each other by how they beat the crap out of each other. But at the end with that finish, I was like, what did this really accomplish? You know, that's a new finish. You just talked about it. The time limit draw. We used to use them all the time to keep from beating everybody. Uh, We just do a time limit draw. AEW used them very, very effectively over the last, uh, well, Pretty much since their existence. And sometimes when you have a draw, you ask the people, who did who did they think won? And then the, the people beat the heel. So, but I haven't seen that in years. I don't know what happened to time limit draws. You say they use them in AEW? All the time, yeah. Well, not all well, the time, but they use them, yeah. That, that's a good finish. And both guys can go all out for 15 minutes. I mean, they did a whole entire hour between Hangman and Brian Danielson, and it went to a time limit draw, and it was one of the best matches. I will never forget that match. One of the best matches I've ever watched uh, in my entire life. So I think both Drew and Sheamus will get in. We'll probably get another match next week, which, you know, usually I complain about rematches, but it's Drew and Sheamus, and I'll watch them beat the hell out of each other until the end of time. There's a reason that Fight Forever chant exists, and it's for guys like this. Uh, After this match was over, we did get the announcement that Cody Rhodes had successful uh, pectoral surgery to reattach that tendon. WWE is saying he will be out up to nine months. I will be entirely shocked if that actually ends up being the case. Sid, we all know he's miraculously going to make this triumphant return in about five, six months when the Royal Rumble rolls around. I saw Cody Rose with that bruise on Sunday at Hell in a Cell, and I was like, man, Cody got his wish. He's finally black. Um, But Dutch, (laughs) what did you think about Cody's bruising? You have to be very, very careful. Where did Rick go? Rick's passed out. I broke broke Rick. I broke Rick. Now, a bruise, and it's close to the heart. If you have a bruise, it gets infected. It can kill you. Now, they let him wrestle at the last pay-per-view, but usually the commissioner's Back in the commissioner days, they just scrubbed him. They wouldn't have let him work because they were the commission. It's a whole different issue because that's a it's a scam. They charge everybody for a license, but they don't make the money off that. They charge five percent of the gross house. So if you have a hundred thousand dollar house, you got to pay the commission five grand for what? They didn't pay any bills, but that's how they stay in business. 
The commission was bad in Maryland, Baltimore. They were horrible. They were bad in, uh, not too bad in New York because you had vents right on top of them. New Jersey, they were bad. Maine, they were bad. Getting in some of those states, they, did, they just wouldn't do nothing. They was going to clip me one day for an EKG. For what reason, I don't know. And I got a lot of hair. And they couldn't get it to stick. And they said I couldn't work. I said, that's not my fault. That's your guys' fault. I mean, I got paid for it. But they couldn't even figure out how to put an EKG on to get it to stick long enough for them to record whatever they were recording, whatever EKG record, records. So, but I'm surprised they let him go out there. But when he went out there, Melcher, you know, give it a what? A five uh, stars. Five stars. Five star. If it had been in Tokyo Dome, he'd give it eight and a half. If it had been in Tokyo. That's why we uh, get the five star match. But at least Cody went out there and said, hey, I'm going to tough my way through it. And he did. that either. And he's going to, he he can feel it. So when did he have his surgery? Yesterday, I believe. Well, good luck to him. And I am pleasantly surprised. Remember, I made a prediction a while back that I, I fear that WWE would take him and use him for, I don't know, a couple of months, and then just filter him out. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. They're doing a good job with him. They're doing a good job with Gunther. A good job with Ridley. Actually, they're doing a good job. And the girls, I think, especially, they're doing good. Yeah, let me ask, before we move on to the women's matches, let me ask you this. Do you think pretty good chance that – because Cody will tweet it out before the Hell in a Cell, right, before we all saw how bad the pectoral injury actually was. He just tweeted out for the love of the game. I have to think that another motivating factor for him to go through that match was, you know, to solidify his spot as a, as a top-level star. It would have been easy for him, you know, to say, I tore my pec, I can't do it. But he went out there, you know, and and, and made a point and proved something and put on a five-star classic like that. Do you, and I think that that had to be a motivating factor for him. It had to be because, you know, he was in pain. I mean, severe pain because it hurts to move it. Now you can warm it up. It may get loose and he may have warmed it up. I'm sure he warmed it up before he went into the ring. I'm sure he shot it up with a lot of stuff. Well, they can, are you saying they use pain relievers in WWE? Are you saying that? Hey, they use it in the NFL. I'm just saying that would be my guess in that situation. Well, those NFL players, they're bun- that's fake football anyway. They can do that stuff. It's- but he went out there and he proved to everybody, I'll work hurt. So, and right. I think, and Vince likes that. But I think he also went out there because his last name is Rhodes. And he didn't want to dishonor his dad because I've noticed every time you mention Dusty's name in the ring, he, he tears up. It's almost automatic. But anyway, good luck to him, and I hope he does well. And uh, I think he'll, he'll be back before nine months. Oh, yeah, there, there's no doubt. You might as well put a Cody counter on the screen to the Royal Rumble. Enter it number 27. All right, that's exactly when he's going to pop out. Mark the tape down. Uh, Lisa beating me to it. Dutch, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, what's, what's the biggest injury you ever worked through in your career? Oh, probably knee knee injuries. 
and a lower back injury. Oh my God. Very painful. But in those days, we didn't have trainers. We didn't have doctors. I didn't have insurance because as a wrestler, you couldn't get insurance. So I just had to tough through it. I just started working out and worked my way back into, into ring shape. But I took it slow for a while because it's very painful. I feel you on the, uh, literally, I feel you on the, uh, on the back pain, uh, situation. Lacey Evans finally finding her official home in WWE after her return started out on SmackDown, went to raw. Now is back on SmackDown. I think she's also back to being a baby face. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, regardless, she did fight Zia Lee tonight. She wins qualifies for the money in the bank ladder match. Lacey Evans and Zia Lee have uh, pretty much wrestled about the same amount of time. Uh, since Lacey, uh, since Lacey left, Zia Lee's only got like two more matches on the main roster since she was uh, drafted up here. But regardless, Sid, I thought this was a pretty decent match and a nice introduction to reintroduction uh, to Lacey Evans to get her qualified for Money in the Bank. I'm, I'm confused every week on what Lacey <laughs> Evans is. I think she was a baby face with that pre-match promo, and then she won the match with her knee in the heel's face, which is kind of like a heel cover, not a baby face cover. So, I mean, I'm happy for Lacey. She's in Money in the Bank. Uh, I want to see them do something with someone new on the SmackDown roster. And I I'm willing that's to see a, what they're going to do here. That's an idea. Let's do something new. Which they can't do. The newest thing I saw was the fight in the crowd. That's the newest thing I, I saw on tonight's show. And, hey, Lacey Evans, she looked great tonight. She looked good. Yeah, I and thought little... she looked good. I thought Zia <laughs> Lee looked good. What? They they at least allowed her to uh, keep some of her uh, cool entrance graphics, even though they changed her. It was just great seeing, uh, honestly, both of these ladies back in the ring. Because that that's about as new as they can get. That's about as fresh as a matchup that you can get on SmackDown. Zia Lee versus Lacey Evans. Sign me up for that. Hell, even Shotzi and Ronda was a, a, a fresh matchup. Um, I'm not exactly. Hey, Ronda had a hell of a line. She said, do you want this Shotzi or not? But she was saying, you want this shot? Right. No, See? I got it. I got the and pun. And she was, yeah. yeah, and I was saying, wait a minute. That's kind of really advanced for Ronda. I don't so, know. That, it was, it was kind of. I don't even know. Now I'm thinking about it. She may not even meant to say that. I Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was kind of a cringeworthy why pun. Do you knock, why do you knock people so bad, Rick? I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just saying I didn't like honestly I did not like uh, Shotzi's promo at all tonight I thought that was you know very it felt very forced it felt like they told her to go out there and and just scream and grunt into the microphone and it wasn't for me <laughs> but the match itself I was very very surprised a couple of weeks back we talked about how Ronda made uh, Raquel Rodriguez look like a million bucks in that match before squeaking one out. She did the same thing with Shotzi tonight. Shotzi got a lot, a lot of offense in in this matchup, and they really made her look well. This well, is, you this, know, this is the noticing thing with Ronda's matches here now. This is the thing I learned early because if a guy was like a big star, if you put the guy you're wrestling with over a little bit, and when you beat him, then you kind of beat somebody instead of just going out there and just beating the hell out of him for two minutes and pinning him. That doesn't do anybody any good. <clears throat> so if you make them look like they may have a chance, and Rhonda's done that well. She's done that well with uh, 
uh, Rodriguez and tonight. So it, it was a good match. Really good. Sid, am, am I reading too much into this with his, the amount of uh, selling and offense that Ron has been giving her opponents? Because unless it was somebody like a Becky Charlotte, you know, Bailey, Sasha, I don't remember her giving up a whole lot of offense during her first run, but I could be wrong on that. You have a better memory than I do. No, you're absolutely right. She's doing a lot because she realized there's not a lot around her onto the SmackDown roster. So, you know, it was very helpful what she did with Raquel Rodriguez during their first matchup. And then here, this was kind of, this followed kind of the progression of the Wheelie Uta versus John Moxley's uh, feud, where Moxley destroyed Wheelie Uta in like two minutes in their first match. And then Wheelie Uta got more competitive every single match after that until he had his star making performance that we saw in april and this for shotzi was a progression it wasn't a star making performance but she got beat in like a hundred seconds against ronda in the beat the clock challenge before wrestlemania backlash and then here you see the improvement she was more aggressive she went out there she had a a form of attack by going after the arm of ronda rousey which could eliminate the arm bar or the or the ankle lock and ronda had to show a little bit of wrestling and ronda has improved with her selling she's very convincing with her selling and makes the opponent look good so i thought that this was a good matchup here next week we're going to get a 12 minute match between uh ronda and Aaliyah, and i know you guys are uh, uh really looking forward <laughs> Man, I, I'm making I'm making reservations right now. <laughs> uh, Stephen with a question. A lot of spots to fill up for the women. Wonder if Charlotte or Bailey or both will be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think Ronda is probably a slam dunk, uh, especially since they uh, put Ronda and Natalia on the Money in the Bank pay per view. So we're going to get three women's matches on the Money in the Bank pay per view. Always a good thing. Uh, so I think Charlotte's probably a slam dunk. We know Andrade is is back in, in AEW, so the, the honeymoon is over for those two. So I would expect her back on TV. But they have an injury angle they have to sell with Charlotte as well because she broke her arm or her elbow or her wrist or something in that area, kayfabe-wise. Her, her, her radius. It was her radius. Sure, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, broke that. So they get they got an injury storyline they got to do with Charlotte, but I think she'll be back in time for Money in the Bank. Bailey, who the hell knows? To be completely honest with you, but I think with with seven spots, probably get four spots from Raw, three from SmackDown. So they they definitely have uh, some options. Uh, we're, we're approaching one whole year since Bailey's injury. Damn, it was before Money in the Bank last year yeah. when she got injured. She's got to be back sooner rather than later. And I hope on SmackDown. I really do. Uh, speaking of coming back, coming soon to Friday Night SmackDown, the Viking Raiders. What, what are we doing? What, they've, thought, they've been I, on SmackDown the whole damn time. Legitimately, <sighs> I thought I had a fever pitch. I thought that I was just seeing stuff when that happened. That really happened? Yeah, no, that actually happened. Like, they... They legit. I thought it was a, a. I thought it was a different team. <laughs> I really did. No, the Raiders. I said, wait a minute, dude. I don't. I didn't get it. They 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 did the same thing. Like we we all joked when they did it with. Is are, are they just trying to get him over? Like they did with Veer accidentally. 
Like, are they going to be running these for like six months and we're all going to be waiting for the Viking Raiders to to come to SmackDown, <laughs> even though they've already been there? They were yeah. in NXT for three weeks. It's not like they've been gone for a year. Jesus. I just had to bring that up because I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, match of the night, at least as far as the booking is concerned for me, uh, I thought, well, I thought this was an incredible match. Gunther defeats Ricochet. Uh, to capture the Intercontinental Championship tonight. This is a match that very easily could have been booked as a squash. They let Ricochet show off here. Sid, I believe you tweeted it out uh, from the True Heel account. Uh, this, and I agree with you, this was a fantastic clash of styles in this matchup. But ultimately, in, in the end, Gunther uh, Dutch had to go over here. 100%. Oh, had he, to had, he had to. But the strategy that Ricochet used trying to take his legs out and trying to work to his strength instead of Gunther's strengths. And I don't know, I, could, I couldn't hear the announcers. I don't know if they brought that up. But it was a good match. And I thought for a minute, just for a second, that they put Ricochet over. And I thought, that's a mistake. And then he kicked out. <laughs> Hell, they fooled me. But that Gunther is on a roll, and I, I just talked about him a few minutes ago. I hope they don't mess that up because they got something with that guy if they'll just keep him alive and do something good with him. Sid, I think that belt looks very good around his waist, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Nope, I don't think so either. I think that this is going to be Madcap a- Moss could beat him. Oh man, you don't. He don't want none of that madcap. He don't want none of that. No, he don't want that smoke. No. He don't want that madcap smoke. But um, no. But Gunther, <laughs> Gunther, he showed out here. I love the the clash of styles. Ricochet looked really good, and it just felt like a missed opportunity with Ricochet. He's had the title since March. And they didn't do much with him. And this was the best matchup that he had with the title since he beat Sami Zayn for the championship back then. So I and you, you remember all those reports. Oh, Ricochet's gonna get a push to be the number two baby face on this show. That didn't happen, but uh this did definitely happen, and this was a really good matchup. So I'm glad we heard the news earlier today from Fightful Select that Visic Man likes Gunther. He likes his ring style because he has more of like an old school style. It's more mm-hmm. chops, body slam, power bomb. He does he doesn't he's not gonna do all the moves that Ricochet does. He does very simple stuff, but he does it so effectively, and he's such a monster heel, and Vince loves him, some monster heel. So hopefully he can capitalize on what they have with Gunther. That first chop that he gave Ricochet, I mean, I said so many obscenities in not a lot of time, uh, when just audibly uh, when he hit that first chop. Looked like it looked like that scene in uh, Avengers where the Hulk's soul just shot right out of his body. That looks like exactly what happened to Ricochet tonight. Um, but yeah, this. I, I was glad when I saw that report. And honestly, when that report came out, I was like, okay, good. They're putting the Intercontinental title on Gunther tonight because honestly, that that needed to happen. And yes, Ricochet was internally listed as the number two baby face. That was the report. But that didn't mean a damn thing because all we've talked about is the is the lack of depth on the SmackDown roster. They gave him a couple of great title defense, a couple of good title defenses on television, obviously. Again, the IC title still has not been defended on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania 37. But with Gunther, I think that's going to change. I think the the booking of the Intercontinental title is going to get a lot better. 
because clearly they are invested in a guy who is holding on to that bad boy now. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, and I kind of hope that they run it back with Ricochet at Money in the Bank. I really do. I hope they run it back. Gunther can beat his ass again, and then we can move on to, to bigger fish in the eyes of WWE. You know, guys like Mad Cat Moss, Shinsuke Nakamura, Baron Corbin. That's, oh, the, that's the issue. That's the issue is he needs guys to defend it against. Who does he defend it against? Because Ricochet do, is still one think? of the three baby faces. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, there's no bench there at all. Not on the there's no even there's no even middle bench. <clears throat> you got a couple of guys, and that's it. If they are not leading to if, if this whole Sami Zayn bloodline storyline that's going on does not lead to a Sami Zayn babyface run, I don't know it's what got would to. Be. It's got yeah. to. I hope it's got hope. to because the people like Sami. He they just like him. I don't, he could go out and cut them all out, and they'd still like him. They just like the guy. And once you get people liking you, you can do anything. I've seen heels like that. They they try, I mean, babyface turn heel, but they don't want them heel. And they won't buy none of their heel stuff. They could go back to babyface the next day. But Sammy, is, it's got to be leading to that. Paul Heyman, of course, is still the major ingredient to it. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, uh, Heyman's uh, facial expressions uh, during the main event tonight uh, helped sell uh, an, an even better match. Uh, <laughs> I like between, I like this one. Yeah, between Riddle and Sami Zayn. And I uh, used to do this. Oh, God. <laughs> Riddle gets the win tonight. We all saw that was coming uh, to set up the match with Roman Reigns next week. Uh, Sid, are you a little surprised that we're, we're getting this match on SmackDown as opposed to Money in the Bank or another pay-per-view down the line? I mean, I, I understand, you know, with WWE, I said this with Hell in a Cell, and it's the same thing with Money in the Bank. To WWE, the Money in the Bank ladder match is the draw for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But if you're going to have Roman Reigns defended on SmackDown, why couldn't he just defend it at Money in the Bank? Why not make Money in the Bank seem important? An episode of SmackDown, yeah, it's probably going to get a bigger rating, but if it doesn't, then it, it's a waste. Why didn't he just defend it at Money in the Bank? I'm just happy he's defending it. Because, you know, right? Like, you read all these reports that, ah, they pulled him from this pay-per-view. Now they're pulling him from this pay-per-view. And I'm like, when they said, for the first time since WrestleMania, that he's defending the championship, I'm sitting there going, guys, it's June 10th. Maybe you don't want to admit that on television. Like, that just seemed like a mistake to draw attention to the fact that he hasn't defended the title since WrestleMania 38. I don't think people pay attention to the rules anyway. Basically, they just take what WWE gives them and they run with that. I mean, nothing, the other nothing, nothing could be more boring than hearing two wrestling fans talk about rules. They are no rules. You make them up as you go. Oh yeah, I'll, this I'll, this is whose line is it anyway? Like I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not that flights about him not defending it since WrestleMania. I'm a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship gets defended like every two to three months. I don't care about that. I care about making your premium live events premium live events make them a premium if i'm just going to review for a hell in a cell or a money in the bank i'll just play 2k and see it all the time i think the biggest issue with a lot of people is the fact that they if he was just still the universal champion i don't think people would have had an issue with that the fact is they put both world titles on him 
and then basically benched both world championships. I think that's the issue that a lot of people have with him not defending either one or both or, you know, however they're going to go uh, forward with this. I think that's okay. how, how is their life? How, how show business doing? The how is the, the live shows? I don't how? know the latest figures to be completely honest with you, but uh, Roman has been wrestling at uh, live events. Not as many lately uh, since he signed his new deal. Um, by the way, he has been defending his title at some live events. So technically the rules haven't been broken, but those aren't, uh, those aren't in the, uh, those aren't canon title defenses, uh, shall we say other, uh, look, we, we do have a pretty good, uh, SmackDown that's shaping up for next week. We're going to find out who Max Dupree's first, uh, uh, client is hopefully. Who, fingers crossed who is it? Who is it? I like what. I like what I like what you said a while ago. I think it should be Cesaro. I hope Cesaro comes back to WWE. I really do. I think that's a guy that adds to that bench. Well, well, I'm, I'm not, under I'm Max not Dupree, saying it is him, but I hope it is him. Well, if he comes back under Max Dupree, I think he's dead on arrival anyway. Yep, pretty so much. Is du- so is Dupree. Exactly. So Dupree could get you heat, but if you get that switching channel heat, that's my my opinion. That's what I'm saying. I think a guy like Cesaro could help that group uh, not be dead on arrival. I'll look optimistically on that, but he's the biggest, he's the biggest fish out there that could actually bring some legitimacy to that group. Cause unless you're bringing up, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who they could add. Who else could they add to this group to actually make it something? You think the group is made to get some legitimacy? It's no, <laughs> it's not. It's a that's a mid card gimmick. That's just that's if, just basically that. But that's basically just having correctly. that's basically having Cesaro come back for a lower role than he left in. Uh, I don't know if he he wasn't on television very much, so I don't know. You know. That's better than being in maximum male models for someone <laughs> for someone who versus Roman Reigns in the main how event. How the group is presented uh, before you all uh, say it's dead. It's dead on arrival. Oh my god! Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's take a vote on it, Sid. I agree with you. Who do you agree with, Sid? Yourself. Two to one. You lose, Rick. I'm sorry, Rick. It's been 30 years since a model gimmick in the WWE main roster has worked. I'm sorry. I apologize that I I I'm a wrestling historian, a Dutch Mantel approved wrestling yes, historian, yes. and I remember Rick the Model Martel is the only model gimmick that they've gotten right in the last 35 years. I'm just saying proper booking is going to go a long way with this. Uh, if they come out and they lose their first damn match, yeah, they're going to be freaking dead on arrival like Retribution was. Um, all right, moving on to Rampage here because we're running out of time. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeated your boy Jake Hager tonight. Uh, Dutch, oh, that 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 really surprised me. That surprised me because I, I think the match was so so because Eddie is limited in what he can do, and you know, Jack, I call him Jack. Jack, he just got that dig down deep style and just he keeps grinding it out. But the, but the finish surprised me. I don't think it hurt anybody. I don't think it hurt Jake. But did it surprise you, Sid? Um, yeah, because Eddie Kingston's whole gimmick is losing these big matches. So for him to win, I was happy. You know, I'm always happy when my fellow New Yorker, Eddie Kingston, can win. And I thought this was, was a hard-hitting match and probably the best Jake Hager match I've seen in a while, especially in AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two guys beat the hell out of each other. 
And honestly, I like the finish. I think that was about as realistic a finish as you could get for Eddie Kingston to win is he just caught him with two back fists and knocked him unconscious. I mean, as we as we saw at the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning game, uh, you know, anybody can knock anybody out if they they hit him in the right spot. So did you guys actually see that with the fan that, got, actually, that got clocked? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Sid? That was from the at the garden, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And, and the guy was walking out behind him. He turned and drilled him. Yeah. I didn't see it. I heard about it. Oh, it was quite the left hook. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was uh, this is good for Eddie, right? They're actually letting him win as he tries to work his way back toward uh, uh, getting to Chris Jericho. So I think the, I'm, I'm, I'm all good uh, with that booking. Uh, how about the debut of Satnam Singh inside the ring? What do you think about that, SP? That's one big guy. Yeah, huge guy. He and Jay Lethal beat the job squad, the local job squad. <laughs> and I, li- I liked it because it did the job. No hesitation. Looks like he can move a little bit, unlike some other seven-foot people I've seen in the ring recently. And he, he's he's big. They say he's four, uh, 300. He's more than 300. He's 350, 360 or more. If not, I'm not shy of that, yeah. Yeah, they, and they, they did the right thing with putting him with Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt can talk for him. Lethal can wrestle for him. Um, he got to look dominant against uh, Joshua and Jeremy Jobber, and they had they he, he had an impressive debut. Jeremy Jobber. That's a Jeremy, good name. Uh, Jeremy J. Yeah. Jobber, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. The, the match that I loved uh, a lot tonight was uh, Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. I thought these two work incredibly well with one another. Uh, Chris Statlander continues to build more and more momentum. And the more I see her wrestle, I'm sitting here going, I don't know who I want to beat Jay Cargill for the TBS title more, her or Athena. Like, I think I would be okay if it was either one of those two, Sid. I mean, Chris Statlander and Red Velvet, they have really good chemistry together. They had a a really good matchup in the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. And then here, this was a lot of fun. Um, I love their chemistry with each other. I love Red Velvet. She's really getting comfortable in this heel role, like attacking the leg, um, you know, and had Chris Statlander going from underneath. And Statlander just has crazy power. You keep talking like that. We're going to call Thunder Rosa on you. (laughs) And she'll be hot. I this don't blame true. her. I don't blame her. Yeah, no, I, 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 of course. There it is again. There, there it is. Go. We're there just we going to block touch out for the rest of the show. I think I like this setup better. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I like looking at that better myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> I will never choose anyone over Thunder Rosa, especially the big head girl from outer space, as Stokely Hathaway says. Um, oh, yeah. Kristen's Highlander. Um, but no. Uh, like I said, just good stuff from them. And it makes me believe, once again, Chris Statlander is the one that should dethrone Jade Cargill, not Athena. Do we think the baddies are eating too many losses? I think that's what they're there for, though. They're basically the Jamie Hayter and Rebel for Britt Baker. Britt that's, Baker. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, they're there to take the losses for Jade Cargill. I, I I'm confused by this statement, but <laughs> Sid looked moist in that pick. What the hell? Oh, the show completely. <laughs> hey, we're trying to keep the show porn free, please. 
he does look a little happy. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, Daniel. That was the uh, comments of the evening. <laughs> oh, man. Appreciate that. We need to send him some money. Oh, got some, uh, some pretty good promo work tonight between Britt Baker, Hook, and Dan Housen, and Ethan Page. Which one do you like the best tonight? You asking me? Yes. Your name is Dutch. Yes. Okay. Well, it used to be. I changed it today to Jim for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Give me that list again. Yeah. You had Dr. Britt Baker. I liked, I liked, I liked Hook's interview tonight. It was good. Hook's yeah. always good. But I do like uh, uh, Britt, Britt Baker. She was good tonight. I, I, she didn't, I like, she didn't I like stumble her. around, and she was she made a point, and she got off. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm sure the internet will uh, react accordingly. SP3 with her already talking about recapturing the AEW Women's World Championship. I heard a whole bunch of AEW fans panicking at Britt Baker saying that the title needs her. Um, but I would say Ethan Page. Ethan Page was on fire in that promo talking about uh, Miro looking up to God so he can thank him if he wins and looking up to God to blame him for the loss. And he was like, Miro, you'll be praying to me I on love Wednesday. That, line that was so a great damn line. line great line i love that so damn much uh i thought the uh uh the mark henry hour uh was good leading up to the main event were you guys surprised that uh who won this matchup will osprey coming in loses his first match he didn't take the pin but he does lose his first match in aew that's about as good you can look in a loss though like United yeah. Empire got over in this matchup, especially that last sequence when they were doing like the reway offense with Aussie Open with that power slam into the cutter, and then Osprey with the 450. And Osprey just exudes top star, top guy, like aura, like from his promo work to how he looks. He's totally transformed himself a lot of people hear the name will osprey and they think of the match back in 2016 with ricochet where they're doing all the flips this is not the same guy to hate to tell you this he is still the aerial assassin he could still do high flying stuff but the commonwealth kingpin is a top guy yeah but what he's worked in there he's worked in timing and he slowed it down and it's effective so who are the two guys? This is the first time I've not the first time I saw Osprey. Who's those other two guys with him? Uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, Aussie and, Open. And what do they call them as a group? United uh, Empire. Altogether, they're the United Empire. Okay. But I enjoyed the match. What do you yeah. think, Sid? What would Dave Meltzer rate it? What I want to know. He's probably going to give that four and a quarter. I'm usually good at what Dave's <laughs> going to rate it. I, I I had four and three quarters, five stars for Seth and Cody. I had five. He gave five stars to the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. No one's talking about that because Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. You can always expect they're going to get five isn't stars. That like, I was going to say, isn't that like their third one that they've got? Yes, third, yeah, third, third time in third AEW. One. That's their lowest rated five stars as well. They got five and a half. <laughs> the lowest five rated. And three, five and three quarters. It's five stars. Minus. Well, he actually goes over five sometimes. He's done that before? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. And it wasn't in Tokyo, Dutch. It wasn't was in Tokyo. It? It, was in, it was in Chicago twice okay. before. That he one was been, in California. He must have been, he must have been drinking. 
All right. To wrap up here, I say the uh, best for last. Uh, the big news that came out right before uh, SmackDown got underway. Uh, Paige has announced that she is going to be leaving WWE as of July the 7th. Uh, she has been out for uh, several years now with a neck injury. This is not very surprising to me, SP3, because they've had her under contract and, and gone on then to keep her under contract. They haven't used her for anything, which I find it very weird that they literally have not used her for any, especially since the pandemic began. Nothing, literally no promotion, nothing, nothing. They haven't used her at all. So this is not surprising news to me. I mean, me either. I mean, I think you can tell that she wants to work her way back into the ring. But WWE, you know, they brought her back in 2017. She had the little incident with Sasha Banks that re-injured her neck. They did the whole retirement. They used her as the SmackDown general manager, used her as the manager for the Kabuki Warriors back in 2019. But they really haven't found another role for her outside of that since then. It's been three years now. So wherever Paige goes next, Sarah, uh, Sierra Knight, I think that she is so talented, so yes. important to what the woman's revolution was. And Dutch, you can tell us more because you were there for her debut on the Raw after WrestleMania 30. And you kind of saw the early years of her. What do you think? Well, she came in and I didn't know who she was. And they put her over the first night. And I went, wait a minute, who is this girl? And then she came around. I got to talking to her and said, very nice girl. Very sociable. She's funny as hell. But she knew her stuff out in the ring. She really knew her stuff. And those other girls, you know, when a, the odd cookie comes into the, to the jar, everybody's going to test that odd cookie. Different ways. In the ring, in the dressing room, on the road. And even in catering, they're always judging you. But she passed it, and she did well. So I'm proud for that girl. And if she's, you know, what is she going to do in July? Uh, did you well, find out? Well, no, she uh, she did not allude to what is next. She did, you know, make it pretty dang clear that she is hoping that she'll be able to return to the ring one day. Um, which to me, this screams, you know, the, she wants to get back. And I like Sid, like you said, I don't think WWE, uh, was, was willing to, to let her get back into the ring. So she sat out her contract. I see everybody is sitting here saying, uh, page to AEW or asking if we're going to see page in AEW first things first, let's, let's get her healthy. All right. That's, that's always the first thing. And if she, what, can't, what, well, happened, what happened to her neck? She broke her neck. I think twice, didn't she? It was, yeah, I think she broke it twice at this point. Um, and I wouldn't, not, no surprise at WWE with their, their protocols. I mean, heck, it took three years for, uh, uh, Brian Danielson to come back. It took eight, nine years for, for them to clear edge. So, I mean, it's, there's always hope that you can come back from things like this. And she's only 29. That's, yep. that's, that's the amazing thing. She's only 29. She's younger than all of the four horsewomen. So, I mean, like, she can still, if she can get healthy, she can have a very long, successful in-ring career. But she, she had she had to show up in WWE when she was twenty. That was nine years ago. That's when she showed up about 2013, I think. Yeah. Yep. So if she doesn't get healthy though, she's an incredibly talented girl who can succeed in whatever the hell uh she wants to do. And again, I'm I it just it's 
was very, very surprising to me that WWE just either chose not to or couldn't find something uh, for her to do uh, over the last few years, especially when the crowds came back. Like, Well, they can probably find something for her to do, but I think they're afraid she will get hurt again. Then they may, may be on the line for millions. I mean, but they've had people on a no contact list before and still working in some kind of a capacity. So hell, I was on a no contact list. They beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I told them one day, I said, guys, aren't I on the no contact list? They said, are you? I said, well, yeah, that's what you told me. Well, let this guy, that big show punch me and somebody else do something. I went, damn, I should have just went down and stayed down. I hate to be on a no contact list and just people just, just slogging the crap out of you. It's not, it's not fun, really. Ryan Christopher, or excuse me, Christopher Ryan, uh, use Paige as a manager again. Don't want to see her get hurt. N nobody wants to see her get hurt again. And I thought she made a, a really good manager. So, I, again, I'm just surprised they didn't find uh, some kind of uh, a role. Uh, Dutch, uh, as Ozzy has uh, mentioned before, uh, Rampage is the same time next week. So we'll be back on at 11.05. You officially been warned. <sighs> Thank you. You didn't even tell me nothing this week. I had to ask you. All right, so here's the thing, right? If we don't That's tell you, here's the bad, new rule from bad, now on. Bad here's management. The new, here's the new rule from now on. If we don't tell you that there's a time change, it's on at the regular time. Sid, don't agree with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't make him. Don't make him feel more important than what he is. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, I don't apologize. All right, SP3 Dutch Mantel, another show in the books. We thank everybody for uh, for joining us from wherever the heck you were listening to. Lonnie tuning in from uh, Kentucky, uh, just south of me. Appreciate you guys there. Uh, we'll be back next week. Eleven oh five, Dutch. Mark it down. Eleven oh five. Uh, we'll be back on the air recapping SmackDown, AEW Dynamite. We got a world title match next week. I have a feeling it's going to be a good show. Cesaro's going to be back as a new member of Maximum Male Models. Hey, if that Aaliyah, comes true, Aaliyah is going to wrestle Ronda Rousey in a 12-minute classic next week. Got well, that will, that would be show. a classic. Can't wait hey, to if, if Cesaro show. shows up, we won't ever be able to talk to this guy again. Can he will beast. hold that over us. I predicted it. I predicted it. It's going to be so obnoxious. Hey, we, WWE got a five-star match this week. They'll have negative five stars if Aaliyah gets 12 minutes. <laughs> They'll get a negative seven. Oh, you guys are too hard on that poor girl. All right, guys, everybody. Have a great. I know. Look, it's not going to happen, but I can dream. All right. Just let me dream. Just let me live in my world. And then next week when it turns out to be Mace or somebody like that, you know, I'll just cry myself to sleep. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. 11.05, Dutch. Dutch, what time are we on next week? 11.05, I think. Yes. There we Unless go. you change it. Sid I think he just, he just changes whatever he wants. Sid doing his best Cody Rhodes impersonation to close yeah. out the show tonight.